Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. What is up, Waffle Gang? I do hope you are well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more r slash am I the butthole. If you'd like to skip the initial waffle, timestamps are in the description and along the timeline below. But if you are new here, please consider hitting that like, that subscribe, and maybe that notification bell too, as it all massively helps out our channel. It truly, truly does. Thank you for your love, support, and time. And let's crack on with today's stories. Much love, guys. Now, this first story comes from Get Off My Beach. Am I the arsehole, or I guess are we, for making a family that is trespassing on my property uncomfortable? <laughs> 26 male, my boyfriend and I live in a lake house. I have two brothers and our father hasn't been in the picture since I was 15 and my boyfriend's father left him and his mum when he was really young. My brothers are 24 and 21. The 24-year-old has a girlfriend who I think is 23. My brothers and the girlfriend came to spend the weekend with us. We have a lakefront property and a little probate beach area. We have signs up that states it's private property to deter trespassers and cameras that monitor the beach. This afternoon, we had been taking a break after going on a jet ski ride. My youngest brother was helping me cook lunch and my other brother and his girlfriend had decided to go down to the beach. They came back up and told me there were people on our beach. They'd asked them to leave, but they didn't. My boyfriend went down to investigate and apparently there was a whole boatload containing five adults and four kids. He again asked them to leave and told them it was private property. They refused, he called the police and ate lunch as we waited for the police to come. Over an hour has gone by and the police hasn't showed up. He had been planning to go down to the beach after lunch, so we decided to go down and try to annoy the family into leaving. We played music with explicit lyrics, nothing too bad, but still, brought down alcoholic drinks and played drinking games. We purposely and out of character acted rowdy, not putting a filter on what we said. My boyfriend and I, who are not ones for public displays of affection, kept holding hands, making out and stuff because there was a good chance this group of people was homophobic. We live in the South. After a while, the group got fed up and left. Before the group left, one of the women yelled at us, shame on you people for ruining what was supposed to be a nice Father's Day for my husband and brother. We just wanted to get a good day on the lake and didn't need to witness frat boys gone wild. I shrugged and said, I mean, this is my property and my family and I can do whatever the fuck we want on it. Next time, do as you're told and stay the fuck away. The adults in the group looked disgusted. One of the men looked like he was about to yell at us for what we said, but instead just drove off. The police came much later and obviously weren't any help. As we discussed what happened, my brother's girlfriend mentioned that what we did was immature and kind of rude, and we could have handled it better. Were we the assholes? Now, usually in a lot of these situations, I'm always one to say as well, there's always a better way to handle things, but you ask them, at least twice in this story to move on and they totally ignored you. So I think you was totally right in what you did. Absolutely not the asshole to me. And like I just said, you asked them to move on originally. They didn't. So this is on them, not the asshole. And Squirrel Girl VA says, not the asshole. They're the ones trespassing. Honestly, they're lucky you're not the type that would come down brandishing guns and demanding they get off your property. 
Clearly they weren't going to leave and honestly what you did was likely one of the least dramatic ways to resolve this. If the police came and the people refused, they could have ended up spending the day in jail or paying fines for breaking the law. And Bell Punk says not the arsehole, they're the arseholes for trespassing. And Vaccinated Alien says definitely not the arsehole, it's your property and they were trespassing, I guess it could have been handled better, but I don't think that makes you guys the arseholes. And Puppy Love NYC says, totally not the arsehole. I have a farm with 33 acres. One time these two hunters showed up with five dogs and shotguns. They were hunters on my farm. We are fenced in everything. I about lost my shit. They left right away because I told them I had called the police. People think that because you have a lot of property, it's okay if they trespass. Just because you have a lakefront makes no difference. I mean, what if you were in the suburb and some random family decided to barbecue in your backyard because Father's Day? ETA, the dogs were hunting dogs too. We have sheep and had just lambed. I don't want hunting dogs on my property around my lambs. Wolf and Bro says, not the arsehole, they were trespassing, you tried proper avenues and didn't pan out. I'm fully on your side here. At least you didn't do anything violent. And one more from Robbo423 saying, not the arsehole, they were clearly trespassing on private property. They just mentioned Father's Day to make you feel bad. They could have probably gone to another beach lake and done their thing. You politely asked them countless times and they refused. Family gets four out of five assholes because not exactly bothering you by the sounds of it, they were just making out and getting drunk, lol. And you and your mates and boyfriend get one out of five assholes because I guess it's just Father's Day like I said. It didn't seem like it bothered you much. And now let's move on to the next story. And a quick pre-warning on this next story, there is some mentions of stillbirth in there, so I just want to give you that warning in case you want to use the timestamps before we get into it. Please do so. Thank you. And this next story comes from Honest Data 9398 Am I the arsehole for refusing to babysit my ex's kids? Some background, my ex cheated on me when our sons were 6 and 4, now 12 and 10. Left me for the other woman who got pregnant and that baby ended up being stillborn. Things were already tense between us, but they wanted to keep the boys for an indefinite period of time so they could grieve with them around. I said no. She told me she needed her boys around. Now take into account that she was in their lives five-ish months at that point and was already claiming them as hers. They never got over my refusal and the fact that when my ex had to leave for a month working, after that, I wouldn't let her see the boys in that time or the fact that I didn't show concern for the two of them. Apparently, I was supposed to be unaffected by what my ex and his other woman did. Things have not changed since. We don't communicate all that much, which is how I like it. The boys have a rocky relationship with them because they tried to force them to call her mum. Anyway, they now have two other kids and her mum died. She grew up in another country and her family is there. They want to travel for the funeral and ask me to keep their kids because it would apparently be more complicated quarantining and stuff with the children. I said no, I do not want to look after their children, I'm not helping them out. They are pissed with me saying X's family all said no too and they have nobody who will watch the kids and she doesn't deserve to go through this alone. I told them I have no responsibility to help them and no desire to have their kids in my home for two plus weeks depending on how long it takes them to go for the funeral and make it back. X's wife called me an asshole and told me I am devoid of empathy. I told her not to expect favors from the woman whose husband she had an affair with. A friend of mine suggested I do it for the bonding time between the kids, that she knows if the boys don't really like the dads, they probably haven't done much bonding with their half-siblings. Am I the arsehole? I just want to know what was going through their heads. What made them think that, yeah, I'm going to ask my ex who I cheated on with 
to, to look after my kids. What made them think that that was going to work? And they clearly tried other avenues, so you was a last resort as well. Oh my word, not the arsehole at all in my opinion. And LOL says not the arsehole. Holy fuck, the audacity to ask you. Absolutely not the arsehole. And Zor1999 says, the entitlement of your ex and his wife is beyond belief. Given the history and past interactions, they're delusional to think you owe them to help them out in anything, let alone this huge imposition. The relationship between your kids and their half-siblings is your ex's responsibility, not yours in any way. You have said all the right things. Please ignore them if they try to pressure you again. Not the asshole. And Fluid Letterhead says, not the asshole. She said that you are an asshole and that you are devoid of empathy. If she wants to see that person, she should go to the bathroom and look in the mirror. Their kids, their problem. Neither of them have anyone that will help them. You know why? Because nobody wants to help a bunch of assholes. They're lucky that they found each other. I would understand a weekend, but two weeks. Just stay calm and keep your voice down when you talk to them. It's super easy to scream when you're dealing with entitled lunatics. You seem to set your boundaries clearly and they are not unreasonable. And we'll have one more from Chew My Fudge saying, always amuses me that the ones who hurt others through cheating are so good at playing the victim. Both of them deserve no sympathy from you. Your only concern are your kids, nobody else. Not the arsehole. The only arseholes is your ex and his wife. Selfish, demanding, down to trying to force your kids to call her mum and now demand you to act their babysitter. Jeez, no wonder nobody wants to help them. They're entitled as hell. Your friend clearly doesn't know anything or they wouldn't be saying that. Bonding, seriously. That's how they see you looking after others' kids for two weeks. That's a huge blow to your own mental health and you need to be mentally fit to keep your kids happy. Focus on you and your kids, not someone else's kids. Wow. Now let's move on to the next story. And our next story comes from Ambivalent Mum 12. Am I the asshole for saying I don't love being pregnant or the baby stage? No. Background, I have always been career driven. I have a good job, think executive level, and take pride in it. My husband also has a good job, but nothing he is passionate about. I was ambivalent about having children to begin with, but I was open to the idea as long as I didn't have to give up my career or most of my lifestyle. Before my son was born, my husband and I had many conversations about this and ultimately decided that he would be the one to step back from his career if and when the time came. Don't get me wrong, I love my son and will love the new baby too, but I really have no interest in staying home with my children. I, 31 female, have a one and a half year old son, Connor, and I am pregnant with my second, due in September. My husband, Adam, and I recently announced this pregnancy to our family and a few friends. We moved across the country from my job right before this pandemic, so during my first pregnancy, I was not around any of my husband's family and friends. On Sunday, we got together at a friend's house. Most of these people are friends of my husband, who are nice, but I'm not very close with them. Most of them knew I was pregnant, but a few did not, including Amy, 30s, who got very quiet when others were congratulating us. I thanked everyone, but just sort of moved on from it. Later on, I found out myself on the deck with most of the other wives, including Amy. They started asking me how I was feeling. Then Amy, no kids, started commenting about how wonderful it is to be a mum and pregnant. I didn't really say much while some of the other mums agreed. Amy then turns to me and asked if I disagreed with her. I said that I honestly do not enjoy being pregnant and the baby stage is tough. And while I'm happy to have another baby, I'm not really looking forward to taking time off and being stuck at home. Some of the other women started to say that I must have PPD because I don't love my children and I should take some time off and get into therapy because I won't be any good to my children if I am depressed. 
I told them not to worry that I was perfectly fine and I didn't need to love pregnancy or the baby stage to be a good parent. I said getting back to work after the baby is born will help. These women were horrified and Amy started crying because she has struggled with infertility. And there is no justice since people like me get to have two kids while she has none. I told her I was sorry about her struggle and I did not mean to offend her, but was just speaking honestly about motherhood. Well, word got back to my in-laws. One of the guests is my husband's cousin and wife and all hell has broken loose. They are horrified that I do not plan to take more than a few weeks off and that I am forcing my husband to do most of the childcare. They are now convinced I have PPD. They also think saying that what I said at the party makes me the asshole. I feel like I was asked a question and gave an honest answer. ETA, my husband is not a stay-at-home dad as we have a nanny, but he is the one that will have to take the time off if when kids are sick do homework with them, etc. Now I might come at this from a completely wrong angle because obviously I'm never going to get pregnant. <laughs> I can't get pregnant, but I can't imagine anything worse. <laughs> obviously that you love that you're growing someone inside you and all this kind of thing. But let me just look at some symptoms here. Nausea, back pain, using the bathroom more often, pain when using the toilet, fever, tiredness, shakiness, lack of sleep, heartburn, bloating, constipation, and there's just so many more. <laughs> and let's not forget about the birth itself. Oof. And I'm not playing down pregnancy being a lovely thing, so please don't jump on me. I'm just looking at this from an outside perspective. I wouldn't want that. <laughs> but to me, there is just no link between actually loving your child and the pregnancy itself. I could be wrong. I don't know here, but we're gonna go with Cleo saying, not the asshole, loving your children and loving being a parent are two different things. Don't listen to them, they're not in your marriage. Do what works for your family. To which Mary Cat replies to this saying, right, pregnancy sucked. If I could have just stated them in a tank, I 100% would have. And while I love my kids, I don't miss the sleepless nights, midnight nursing, endless diaper changes and so on. Now that they're older, they can actually tell me what they're thinking and feeling. And I get to know who they are as people. And it's honestly my favorite bit of parenting so far. Not liking the drudgery of the baby stage doesn't make you a bad parent any more than loving it does. Ash says, as a woman who desperately tried for years, over 10 years for a child, not the arsehole, you can hate being pregnant and the baby stage and that doesn't make you a bad mum. And Flegel says, not the arsehole, thank you for helping to normalize your opinion, which many share but few will admit, for just this reason. And Clean Champion says, not the arsehole, pregnancy, oh how I love to feel nauseated, have heartburn, bloating, constipation, swollen everything, cravings, backache, no sleep, said no one ever, lol. And there's just nothing as wonderful as no sleep, pukey, gassy, cranky, poopy babies. Good thing they're lovable or the human race would be extinct. Signed, Mum of Ten. P.S. Edit for clarity, I love kids, which is why I had so many in spite of the miseries that go along with it. Aside from my 10, I fostered another 19 because I love kids. Wow. Holy shit, we got a super mum on Reddit, man. It's <laughs> amazing. And Umi says, oh friend, what did you do? Of course you're not the arsehole, but those topics are taboo. You cannot be that brand of honest around people not extremely close to you. And even then, you must be careful. Your in-laws are spinning things out of control, it seems. And aside from that, where does your husband stand on this right now? Are you forcing him to take care of the new baby? Did he do something to rectify all this nonsense? An OP replies to this saying, apparently I am very honest about my feelings as I really do get tired of being told that motherhood is my greatest accomplishment. My husband was aware before we got married that children would not be an option if the expectation was for me to take a step back from my career. 
His family was unaware of this because it was not their business. So no, he's not forced to take care of the new baby and has tried to explain this, but they don't seem to care. And now let's move on to the next story. And this story comes from Pink Starburst. Am I the arsehole for not going over to my boyfriend's place anymore until he gets me a key fob? My boyfriend, 34 male, and I, 29 female, have been dating for nine months. We started dating during COVID and have basically been seeing each other every day since. I think there have been a total of maybe five days in that nine months that we haven't seen each other. He lives in an apartment downtown, so it's one of those buildings that requires a key fob to get into the parking garage or get inside the building. Without a key fob to get into the parking garage, the parking options are all paid street parking. Every time I go over to his place, I text him when I'm leaving my place, which is about 10 minutes away. And then I get to his apartment building and need to pull over on the side of the street, circling the building, or sometimes get lucky and get a spot. I can wait temporarily for 10 minutes, waiting for him to come down and let me into park. Three out of the four elevators at his place have been broken for two months or so. And so he's on the 20th floor. So sometimes there's a wait for an elevator. I'm one of those people where having to park gives me anxiety and I've expressed my dislike for the parking situation multiple times. Eventually, he comes out and gets me. We use his key fob to let me in and park and then we go back up to his apartment. Technically, the apartment complex requires a sticker to park in the garage and can tow me at any time if they found out that we're doing this. But my options are basically take the risk, pay $15 for parking every time I go over there or take a ride share for $15. Or I've also ridden my bike a few times, but I don't actually like riding in the dark. And where to store my bike is an entirely different conversation, because you also need a key fob for that. So I'm taking the risk of my car being towed here, which also gives me anxiety. I've asked him to get a second key fob for me and offered to pay the fee. Edit, fob comes with parking sticker. I want to note that me getting a key fob is independent of actually having a key to his apartment. He can get me a fob without giving me an actual key to his place, if that's his concern. I gave him a key to my place after we said I love you to each other about four months in. He now says that it's weird for me to even ask for a key fob because I don't live there and that wouldn't be right to get me one, even though I'm willing to pay the fee and put my name on the lease to get it, assuming half the responsibilities for his apartment. I straight up asked him if he's just afraid of a commitment because that's 100% what it seems like, but he said no. I really don't feel like I'm asking for anything crazy here. I'm honestly trying to make both of our lives easier but he apparently doesn't mind having to come down and get me, probably because I'm always the one waiting. So now he basically only comes over to my place and I don't really go there because I'm just kind of over it. Am I missing the downside of just getting another key fob? I'd give it back to him if we were ever to break up. Am I the asshole? I'm not sure how like leases and stuff like that work, especially when like key fobs and stuff like that are involved, but I'm coming at it from my point of view and it was making me feel uneasy when, when OP said something like, when you handed your key over after you said I love you about four months in and then you turned around and said I'm willing to pay the fee and put my name on the lease to get it to assume half the responsibility for his apartment that made me feel uneasy and I'm not even in that relationship maybe that's just a me issue here but that's the way it feels and I'm gonna I'm gonna pretend in my little fantasy world here that boyfriend is probably feeling the same way is probably feeling a little under pressure from you and maybe feeling uneasy about the whole situation that you were so willingly to hand over your key after you said I love you and now you want to be in his apartment as well. Maybe things are moving too fast for him. That's the way it felt to me anyway, but I might be totally wrong there. Let's check out some comments to see what they say. 
and we'll start with Wada Epp saying four months in and you've already given the key to your place. Nine months in, you offer to put your name on his lease, assuming half the responsibility for his apartment, just to get a key fob, for a location only 10 minutes away from your own. And each time you park in his building's garage, you've been risking getting towed. And you text him 10 minutes before you arrive, but he finally leaves his apartment 10 minutes after you arrive. I don't want to give you a rating, but I'm going to say you're the asshole because I'm kind of worried about what you're doing to yourself. And Barry Miller says you're the asshole. As someone who lives in an apartment with only paid on street parking around, I'd be livid if another resident thought it'd be okay to give a key fob to a visitor for our garage. You don't pay to live there. You don't get unlimited access to the car park. And Bloopadoop says, what's he supposed to say when you ask him about commitment? Yes, this is making me uncomfortable because that would have gone over well. Bottom line, he is uncomfortable with giving you a key. He does not want to give you a key. He said no to giving you a key. You are not respecting that. You chose to give him a key because you are comfortable with it. He is choosing not to because he is uncomfortable. You're the asshole. And Dart says, you're the asshole. I don't get what you think that getting the fob, which you shouldn't get, would really solve anything. You can still be towed. This is not a resident sticker. You're only talking garage opening access, not a true parking permit. Also, you constantly parking in the garage is totally not cool already. You're taken away from people who live there, which is why you need a sticker slash are subject to getting towed. You are totally not picking up on your boyfriend's retinence about how hinky this is. <laughs> hinky? That's why he takes forever to come down. He's hoping you'll give up and park in the street where you should be. He's likely afraid of getting in trouble with other residents seeing him use this to let you in. Stop putting him in this predicament. Walk, bus, rideshare, whatever. Get over it. And CT says, you're the asshole. You're making an unreasonable demand. The key is freely given, not taken. Plus, it's not just his privacy being protected with a key fob. It's the privacy of everyone else who lives in the building. While you may not have their room key, you're still being invasive by demanding unrestricted access to their building. And now what do you guys make of this selection of stories? Let me know your thoughts, your verdicts on each of them if you want to. Or feel free not to as well. I know not all of you are here for that. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time, love and support and for spending 20 minutes of your day with me. If you want to support the channel further, you absolutely can, but never any pressure to do so by clicking that join button down below for YouTube or clicking the link in the description for Patreon and joining up there. Again, thank you so much for your love, support and time. And I will see you in the next one. Take care, guys. Much love. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.